guys, well welcome back to Crosswalk. This is episode number two of season one right here. Uh, just real quick, uh, we had a couple things we wanted to go over. You know, we, we were at the house and uh, we was talking and we decided, hey, let's stop. Let's stop, jump, let's let's stop, what, stop we're doing. what we're doing. <laughs> jump in front of the microphone. Let's, let's jump just, in front of the microphones and do it there. And you know, that's what I was telling you guys is that you know this is this is about real life. You know, because this is what me and Chuck already do. Anyways, and this is just like every time that we get to, you know, my wife makes fun of me all the time because she's like, I can't have you and Chuck together because oh no, I can't get no. you apart because you just talk. We're bad. Like, we can't. It, it got to a point, our, our kind of family, we're definitely that Southern Baptist church. Like, our family kind of sits together in the same row and everything. Like, we had to quit sitting by each other. <laughs> we conversing and talking the we'd whole be, time. We'd be talking too much during it. We'd be like, oh yeah, that was like something the pastor will say. It'll be like, hey, that's what we were talking about. Or, Right. Usually we're laughing about something, so that's why we had to quit sitting beside each other. And so, church. but that's that's how it happened, you know. And so we we were talking, and we was like, let's let's stop it right here. Let's go down and get from the microphones, and we're gonna start talking. But basically, and, and so if we get if we get sidetracked, or if we're like, oh, we don't really know what we're doing here, that's because this is a real life conversation real happening. Life like it's not we're not like super prepped or prepared or mm-hmm. anything. So, uh, but we were talking about um, welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. We were talking about. Uh, busyness, just being busy, because I'll tell Chuck, you know, I, this week's been crazy. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, um, I work, you know, like I said in the last podcast, the blue collar job, your regular nine to five. Um, this week has not been so much of the nine to five part. <laughs> it's it's been more like it's a, been like seven thirty to seven thirty, <laughs> <laughs> if not more. It's just been man, the overtime's been killed, which is good, you know, because yeah, I love the the money aspects of the overtime, but oh, yeah. the yeah. busyness side of it has definitely, uh, and which I, it, it plays perfectly into it too, because I've actually had some, uh, of my friends in which they, New Haven has called off their Sunday school classes again for, yes, we cut back to, um, I think we got word the other day that they, they decided they were going to cut back to just the Sunday morning service and, uh, the regular Wednesday night service. Right. Yeah. Um, so, which we were, we were a little bummed because we got like, what, one week of Sunday school yeah, back one in. Week. We love our groups, man. We loved getting back in our groups and getting to see people that we hadn't seen in a while. And we did that for a week and we were supposed to start youth back up, uh, this Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah, Sunday and, night. um, we're like, oh, we're going to put that on hold again. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a bummer, uh, but I mean, it's all in God's time and, you know, and he's got a, he's got a place and, and a time and for everything. I know it's not just us, you know, cause I know. I feel sorry for and a lot of churches having. I don't want to get too far into it because this is actually you know, a topic that we had kind of had planned for some other podcasts. Um, but just the fact, more or less. Let's just go for it. More or less, yeah. <laughs> we, we with the churches uh, closing down in places in California and and out there west, dude, like I mean, they're not even allowed to worship. I mean, they're not even. They're totally closed yeah, down and, right now. Yeah, and I want to be careful. I don't know that I would necessarily say because I don't I don't know the details of all of it and everything. And so I want to be cautious. I'm not saying that there are any governors out there that are truly like against the church per se, like Big C Church. It's not mm-hmm. like they're just against Christianity necessarily. But in the efforts to slow the spread of the virus and things, they've they've handed down some mandates and stuff that has made it very difficult for churches to gather, mm-hmm. uh, even with precautions. Well, so heard, there's been some legal battles well, there. I had seen, I, mean, I don't know how true this is, you know, this is all, you know, Facebook media, so fake news, as Donald <laughs> Trump would say. <laughs> uh, this is all social I'm gonna media. I'm going to have to work on my 
Donald Trump. I know, me too. Or maybe Joe Biden impression that. now, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the election <laughs> is over-ish. Yeah, they, they've called it and things, but now we'll, we'll see some legal battles and stuff over it in the coming weeks, I'll say, months right. maybe, who knows, whatever, you know, because they've got time, you know, till the next, whoever it is, which looks like it's going to be Biden, but it'll be, they'll be yeah. sworn in in January, oh, yeah. so there's going to be all kinds of madness from now till then. Well, regardless, I mean, anyways, just, we can talk uh, all day. The co- the coronavirus, man, it's, it's been crazy, and it's just, it's shut, but I'd seen, uh, and which I don't know how true it is again, but I'd seen, like, in some churches out there, like, they're allowed to, like, meet and to worship and, and, and you know, the pastor's allowed to get up and preach and all that stuff, like, they're not allowed to, like, sing. Yeah, I think they had done some things. They definitely don't want... Um, I don't know how true that is. They definitely don't want, in some places, choirs. Because, again, that which idea is, like, if you're really, like, up and you're belting it out and everything, you're, you're forcing that airflow right, which a lot I under- more. I can understand that in ways, but I'm just saying, like, I've heard, like, as congregations, like, the whole congregation, like, they're not even, like, allowing, like, sing. Because I don't, I don't know if that's just, like, a... I don't know, man. I'd, I'd heard of, like... Excessive um, great breathing. Yeah, <laughs> like, John MacArthur's church, you know, they had done a lot of stuff even outdoors. And were that's being awesome. met that's with that's a lot of opposition awesome. even still. So, I mean, it's kind of... But, but what it's done, man, the coronavirus and all those things, you take... Again, the whole idea here is that real faith meeting real life. It's mm-hmm. not just a Sunday experience. And right. so for those people being able to get together with their their fellow Christians and, and be one church united, it's, it means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. It helps grow their faith. And so to have that ripped away, it's just kind of added to the anxiety that I think even your average person who's not really dealt with a lot of anxiety in life is beginning well, to feel well, we this say, year. We say them, but like really, let's speak in depth because that's what we it's were us. That's us, it's yeah, us. Because we had, I mean, we starting out this year, we had, we were doing church services. We started taking precautions. It got shut down for a couple months. We were back with up. With nothing, for, with nothing. It was just all purely yeah, online, online. Yeah, online. Which is fine, you know. I mean, we. I think if Paul were alive today, he would be like the internet is the greatest thing ever. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> you take the the, like the, Billy Graham the greatest of the evangelist ever, you know, that, that did everything, you know, to start churches and travel around and tell people. He's like, you mean I don't have to walk 300 miles to go tell these people the gospel? I can just jump in front of a camera and do it? Like, he would have a field day with it. I, I didn't have to write them that letter. I could have just DM them. Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, it would have been cool for him to have that, you know. But at the same time, we we really like being in person and gathering. We it just, it's we a big did. difference. You and know? So it's made it hard because we, which we got a little taste of it. We'd opened up for like three weeks. We right got there. back in a little bit. Had to shut down. Closed down for like a month and a half. Something. And then finally, together. we were like, they had decided like, we're just we're doing it. We're open back up. We're gonna go for it. Which we're, we're, we're really um, really blessed. Very fortunate at, at New Haven. We actually have two um, two locations at our campus where we can where we can have groups to be able to to easily gather right. because we have our um, regular uh, sanctuary, our regular meeting location that that you would normally have, and then we also have an, an additional building that's a big space where we where we call the um, the fellowship hall. Right, so we're it's the hall of fellowship. So, um, you know, a lot of churches don't necessarily call it a fellowship hall, but it's basically we used to have basketball goals in there. It's a big place we can eat meals and right. and kind of gather. And so we've got that set up as an area where it's it's a little and easier to social it, right? distance, and we have a a big projector, and so all that's good. And so we've been able to 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 do that. There's other churches that haven't been able to do those things, 
And people were kind of scared about gathering even in homes because like, we don't, we don't know, we don't know what to do with this mm-hmm. and that. And so there's just kind of been this extra anxiety. And so as the economy has opened back up, as people have been back to work, um, it's been very easy to, it's like, oh, well, we can't do church the way we used to do. We can't do these things the way we used to do. It's been easy. Oh, but we can go to work. Which that's kind of what... To what, throw themselves... Well, that's kind of what has brought us to the podcast. Into work. You know, so because much. we had seen... This is gonna change. Like this, this changes things for this year. But like, this changes things from here on out. I mean, yes. and that's not just in the world of Christians and in churches. I mean, that's just this coronavirus has, uh, and which I don't want to hit on it too much because I know like everybody's tired of hearing about it. You know, and so are we. But like, just I mean, real life conversation right here. I mean, that's just that's what it is. I mean, the coronavirus has changed. Because uh, we have learned, like, oh, okay, we, we can live without some of the things we thought we needed. or Yeah, we, we really can. You know, things that we didn't understand before, like, we, that we thought we had to have, we had to do it this way. And we've learned ways to adapt. And so I really think um, that going forth, even after the coronavirus, I, I just think it's the world's going to be different from now on. I do, too. I think the world can be very different. I think the church is going to be very different. Um, but life, just life itself, just living everyday life. Because... It's gonna um, be different. We realized, wow, things that were that mattered so much to us before. We we've gone six, eight months without, and it's like there's a and shifting in priorities. Fine. And yet, even in this, and, and we were, you know, we're here in Tennessee. We were one of the first ones to get things open back up. And so other there are other places where it was it was shut down longer, and they still have certain restrictions and things. They're still under some of those restrictions, and so for us. Things got back to a sort of a little bit of normal, even faster than other mm-hmm. places. But what we've seen is even during shutdown, when we started having to do without certain things, and I, I can I can only speak for myself and for what I've talked to other people. But I know a lot of other people that all of a sudden you've got this extra time in some ways. And what did we fill it with? Yep, yep. Netflix, Disney Plus. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Well, that's just. Well, that's, it's like now I, I tried my best to make a concerted but effort to like marketed that so good read, lately. Like more, like I have a list like of books that I've read. I've read more this year than I have in any of the last like probably five years. Well, you see, and we had time, but but all of a sudden it's like man, they are hitting that so hard. Well, yeah, because the they're face. like all the movies and stuff like that that are coming out are they're skipping th- which because theaters are open, you know, but they're yeah, skipping the theaters. Miss, they're going, like going straight to, to streaming on Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever and which, you know, which I understand where they're coming from. It's like, oh, okay, let's give, give the people something to, which I'm not a fan. Netflix has really killed me with this whole cuties movie that they have different on, things, and, yeah. You know, and, and which, because I know Disney supports some stuff that, like, I'm just not cool well, with. And it's and like, if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, I have not watched it, but if I'm understanding correctly, the whole point of Cuties was, like, to expose mm-hmm. all of that right, right. and be like, here's what's happening, but it's like, like at the same doing time, it, it was but like, you're doing it, you're, you're putting it on full, it's like saying, hey, like, Stop pornography by like showing showing up pornography. It's like what? Yeah. Wait a minute! Like what? We're getting a little backwards here. Like look at this porn film so I can show so, you what not to do. Right? It's just weird. So, but but all of it, you know, yeah, they got me on that too. But you know, on the same hand, everybody's like, 
I hear some from within. I'm not talking about our church. I'm talking about the the church at large. You know, right. the, global the, church, the global right. church of Jesus. You know, I, I hear some people being like, "Well, people are all screened out. They're not going to watch our online services. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. They're just so tired of being on the screens." Mm-hmm. Have you looked at Instagram? Like, well, have you looked at any numbers for Facebook or Snapchat or anything else? Like. They're through the roof. People are not screened out. It's what are we giving them? How do we put out your there? own screen? Because, you know, iPhone does the screen yeah, times now. Track your screen Bro. time. Because every week, like, you get the update, like, oh, your screen time was down 3% this week by, you know, whatever hour or minutes mm-hmm. or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. every week, it's like, oh, I've really spent that much time doing oh, that. Oh, man. Like, it's I all of a sudden, you're like, lot. yeah, you're like, wait a minute. I have. Like, where the 30 minutes? I've already been on Facebook for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like, where'd the time go? Which which really is what we were we were talk, discussing and talking about is it's just this idea of priorities. Right. And, like, how to balance everything in life. Because we're getting back to work. We're getting back to doing things. And not just are we getting back to it, but in many, many industries. Um, and, you know, I'm an educator, high school teacher. School is so different than it's ever been. I don't care how many years you've been teaching, everybody feels like just about like they're a first-year teacher. Right, right. Because we're having to do things so differently. And it's not just us, all the industries, everything is, there's some changes and things. And so we go back to work, and all of a sudden we're having to rework and shift and pivot, pivot's the buzzword, pivot from how we used to do things. And so it's created extra work, extra things. And so now that we're doing that, it's like, okay, yeah, there are some the things teacher, we, right, for, the teacher. for everybody. For everybody, I think every industry okay, really. really. But but yeah, well, education for sure. I mean, is that I can for the speak students too. Or? Yeah, I think it's different for the students. Um, I don't think there's necessarily extra work on the students, but a, a sense of extra effort required because all of a sudden now you have to learn how to use all the digital online platforms can, to do your learning. I can totally understand that because like, which it would be different from a high school perspective, but. You know, I went to college for a little bit, like a year and a half there, in which I went to a community college, and which even then, like, we still had a lot of teachers in person, but, and for some reason, I don't know if I just draw the short straw or what, but, <laughs> like, like, 13 of the 14 classes that I took while I was in college were all online classes. Yes, and I, I remember those days well. And which is, this is pre-corona, too, health. you know, which, but, <laughs> At the time, and it was, it was, it was brutal. Brutal. It was so hard because I didn't, like, I would, which I, I'm not a person that grew up liking school. Like, I wasn't, right, like, big on right. school. I didn't like it. and But I wanted to go to college and do something. But when I got in there, I was like, right. oh, my goodness. I would give anything to have an in-person teacher in-person right now. Teacher. Which, and I can tell you that from personal experience. Um, I've done both. I have a bachelor's degree from uh, Tennessee Tech. Went there. It was, I had one maybe two online classes. I think I had one online class and then a um, hybrid class where we had to go in so often. It was a summer class. We had to go in so often, so it was kind of a distance, but not truly online. Mm-hmm. And then my master's degree um, from Liberty University, from their, their uh, seminary, um, it was entirely online. Entirely that. online. And now it was a lot of video-based, but at the same time, it wasn't live, like, synchronous, synchronous is the word they use. It wasn't synchronous video. It was asynchronous. Like pre-recorded stuff. Which was good, but at the same time, all your communication with professors is happening literally through chat right. or email or um, what, discussion boards that we had to do, things like that. And so the kids are trying to get used to that. Teachers who have always been used to, we do everything face-to-face at the high school level. 
now all of a sudden we have to um, jump on in front of the camera, perhaps, you know, mm -hmm. and either record or do live meetings. And I know you have done this with, with well, right now we're in front of a camera. I know you have done this with your um, Buck Rush videos. Uh, I yeah. encourage you guys to go check out Buck Rush, <laughs> the, the Buck Rush. There's a plug here. The Buck Rush on YouTube. It's awesome. <laughs> if you like hunting at all, even if you don't like hunting, maybe you'll get into it. Go check it out. Uh, Kayla does a great job, but it's different. It's a different skill set, isn't I it? I hate to say, I hate to say, because I didn't really want to bring up the buck rush. No, I, I'll go there. No, I'll go but, there for you. But okay. the only reason, it, like, it is cool, is because like it created the avenue for this podcast. Because like beforehand, really I had no idea. Like, I wasn't a techno guy. I had nothing about it, and I was like, I love hunting. I just want to record some stuff real quick, and I'm gonna post it up there just so I had the video for myself. Mm -hmm. And which that I had the equipment, I had the stuff. I knew the knowledge about YouTube, and so it created the avenue to do this podcast. So I mean that it 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 worked out good, and it made it, it made it all right. But uh, let's take a quick break. Real quick. Priorities, you know, we've talked about the coronavirus, and we talked about that it was a priority shift mm -hmm. for everybody. You know, everybody had kind of reshape the way that they look at life, the way that they work. go through things, work, and, and, and the priority shift. The imbalance is coming in. Mm -hmm. Like I know for me, everything shifted, everything's changed. I took on more at work this year. Right. Um, kind of as a necessity. There, there was a there was a need. We're, we're doing a virtual academy because again, Corona. We got kids who are who we have now given them the option if you're in our school district to learn entirely virtually. Right. So we have virtual academy. So I took on that extra, and it made which it I is, know some people are having a lot of trouble with. They have struggled with it some, and it's eaten up so much extra time. And there's been a shifting in priorities, and it's very easy to find ourselves out of balance, out of whack. Which again was the whole point that we were trying to bring up in a roundabout way. Right, and that, but that's what got the whole conversation started because I was talking about you know my work this week and just I've been busy. And, you know, my, my Bible study had slacked and my prayer time seemed like it had slacked mm -hmm. this week. And it's just not where I had wanted it to be. And which even in the midst of that, it was just such perfect timing because I've actually had friends that have contacted me and asked me, it was like, you know, hey, like, how do you, I've been so busy with work. How do you prioritize? How do you um, find time to read your Bible and to pray and just to do all these yeah, things? Yeah. And it's a, it, that affects everybody of all ages, it, Christians of all ages, you know, but Especially in your teenage years, you can find yourself overrun with just running around doing things. But, you know, we're, we're getting a little old. I turned 30 in January, you know, and it, I don't know who I was listening. That You may be like, oh, my word, you're a baby still. But especially that coming of age thing, like you have to learn. We're both, you know, you're married now. I've been married for eight years. Like we're getting into that thing where it's like, oh, man, life can get in the way very quickly. Which kind of off subject really really kind of cool of what thing could be is you know because i'm be the priorities i'm 22 you're about to turn 30 which is that that's actually the majority of our audience views are from yes 20 to 30 30s mm -hmm. I, th I don't remember what the exact number was but like 20 to 30 it was like the typically like an under, under 40 our, audience <laughs> yeah 60 percent of our audience that has watched so far has been from that age group, yeah which i guess yeah. I, I mean, because they can, which makes sense which which makes sense but um so so priorities. But you, were, you were talking about, and I'm, I'm go, I'll go ahead and jump here. You were talking. Yeah, we were talking about priorities that you know, and, and I made the comment that like you know, I think we get it wrong sometimes that we think, oh man, I need to get back to God. I need to get back to this and praying and reading and like that needs. I need to reshift priorities, and, and I totally get that. 
But I think sometimes we need to look at it from the standpoint of Jesus is not just like the top priority. Mm-hmm. He's actually the filter for it all. I love that. That's like really he's good. the lens yeah. for it all. Like Jesus yeah. is not a priority. He is your life. Right. And he is what everything else should flow through. And so then Caleb brought up an analogy I really like that. That's really that cool. I'm going to like turn it over to him and let him explain. And I've, I've seen it in person before. And we even like contemplated trying to do it on video. But then we're like, we, we wanted to do it on video. Uh, but then we was like, well, our audio listeners are going to be like, what is going on? So we decided not to. So I'm just going to kind of describe it to you. But it works out really perfect. Because we didn't even mean to get into the whole you know college and school stuff. Mm-hmm. But... That is actually where I learned, that's actually where I'd seen this, because in college I took a, well, I say that like I wanted to, it was an SOS class for freshman year of college students. Oh, like an, like an welcome to college. You're like a welcome to college. <laughs> it was basically like a life skills kind of thing, mm-hmm. which, and it was like a five hour long class. We had to do it on Saturdays. It was on Saturdays, like five hours on Saturdays. So it was. It's <laughs> horrible. Yeah, it was terrible at first, like eight o'clock in the morning till lunchtime, and which it was terrible. But I, it, I guess it helped because like, something I, to this day I remember <laughs> this concept, and they had this concept of uh, the jar, and it. But she did. She didn't do it for us. She played a video for it. Yeah, yeah. But in the video, you know, it's a guy, and he's got like this big round glass jar. With a big which, opening which on like top of it. life. Yes, and this jar represents your life, and she's got all this different stuff laying around it. And it's like, okay, this is your priorities in life. This is the things that you like to do, your wants, your needs, your family, your friends, your just everything that you have to fit into your life in a day's time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to make it fit into this jar. And which, looking at it, it doesn't look like it's all going to fit in there because it's a lot of stuff. And so she starts out, and she's like, pours some sand into the jar. And which the sand is like supposed to represent like you know Netflix and it's just like, like the stuff that's not really. Which I like that analogy because like sand, it, it's it's all little tiny things mm-hmm. and it flows so Through quickly and so easily. Exactly, which kind of goes with like kind of the filter method you was talking about. It, it just flows right through the filter, mm-hmm. you know. It gets you know so. But the sand was just like the little stuff. It doesn't like the doesn't matter. It's not really important. It's just there to fill our free time with. Then, like, she had, I, don't, I can't remember if it was, like, grains of rice, I think Probably. it was, I've something like that, that, you know, yeah. and she put that in there, and this represented, like, the more, you know, the slightly more important stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then she would put like in, those minor work details, minor work details, like, okay, well, or like, oh, that, my, my, my friend that I haven't talked to in a while, they text me, I need to get back to Yes, yeah, so, you know, I don't have to stay at work, but, you know, I could use the, the overtime, so I'm gonna stay just for, you know, a couple minutes, you know, that's Typically that the stuff. things that we justify a little more, right? Yeah, I need this, you know, that money's really gonna be good, whatever the case may be, they like the, I love the way you put that, the justified thing in our life, that is what that represents. So then she has, like, some gravel, and the gravel, she puts in there, and the gravel's supposed to represent, like, the the, the of the solid stuff in our life, yeah. our family, like some of your daily our staples, friends, right? yeah, daily staples. You know, just just hanging out with friends. You know, hanging out with your family, uh, whether it be a dinner plan or you know taking a friend out on a lunch date or you know whatever the case may be. Some of those more stapled areas in your life. And so, then, kind of the things that you have to be a little more intentional with, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the things that you actually are. That is like when you wake up, sometimes even, sometimes people get mixed up and plan those for be some of their bigger priorities, mm-hmm. uh, which we're about to see is, is is not necessarily in some ways. But then she puts in like the bigger rocks and like these big, big rocks are, I mean, that's like, you know, for 
fucking for like this podcast. Your marriage. Your marriage, yeah. Your faith, you know, church, God, uh, your, I mean, the big things in your life that really not only just affect your daily go-arounds, but, like, mm-hmm. your character, who yes. you are, like the, like, the big, meaningful things in your life that you incorporate through your life every single day, or at least are supposed to. Right. Uh, and so by the time she gets to the big rocks, like, she can't fit, like, hardly, like, even one of them in there. Like, because we one put of things them, in from smallest to largest. Right. We right? put them in there from smallest to largest. And even, and then it goes through and it actually puts them in there, like, in different ways. Like, it puts, like, some of, like, the gravel first and mm-hmm. then, like, does, like, the sand and the, uh, the gravel and the rocks. Because isn't that what we do? Is like, we'll, we'll say, oh, this work thing or, Oh, making it to this ball game for somebody, mm-hmm. or doing this, mm-hmm. or or if maybe you, maybe you're still in school and you play that sport, right? And that's like that's your gravel or medium right. size chasing rock that career. And so we'll put those college. things in first, right? But then when it comes down to it, you still don't end up having room for the biggest, well, the, the big thing yeah. that determines who you are, your character, I mean, just what you're about in life. You ain't got enough room for it. The, the thing end. that's good, like, if you wake up one day and go to the doctor and all of a sudden you get a cancer diagnosis, the big rocks are the things that are going to be, that are going to remain. Yes. Yes. That's what's going to be yes. left over. You got, like, days to live or something. It, it's, it, the, that is the stuff. So, she didn't have enough room for the big rocks. So, they end up taking them all back out and then, they, you know, they list how you prioritize. So, here are these big rocks that put the big rocks in first. Okay, like the biggest things in your life, that's what that goes into your jar first. Then she put the gravel, and then she put the rice, and then she put all this, which at this time, the gravel and the rice has filled up, and it's like to the top. Like, like you, you're thinking, there's no way we can get any yeah, more in. Yeah, you think there's no way you can get other stuff in, and then they take the sand, and then they pour the sand in, and the sand just falls all through the cracks, and goes all the way to the bottom, fills up all the cracks, fills up every single thing in the jar, and now you have this perfectly flush jar that's filled with everything that you needed to get done, and it sits perfectly right there. All because of the way that you prioritize. Mm -hmm. And this can fit into any aspect of your life, but obviously for this podcast and for what we're talking about, this is how do you incorporate... And I don't know. I mean, I don't know who I was listening to this. This is this is only episode two, but you know, we made up with some listeners who, man, you're you're not convinced yet. You're not a Christian yet. So even if you don't even have to apply this in right. a faith sense, right. if you don't want to, right? Now. This is just life advice. This is yeah, just this life. Is just, that's life, you know. But for the for this instance, because the the more specific question that I had received a lot was, how do you find time for God? How do you find mm-hmm. time to study? How do you find time to pray? And which they're kind of asking the wrong question in of itself because it's it shouldn't necessarily it shouldn't be a how do you find time it really to pray. should be a, it should, how do we manage to fit these other things it in? should be it should be how do you find time to watch Netflix still how do you find time to mm-hmm. go play basketball or go to the gym and weightlift with with whatever or like, check you, or check Facebook or the or a web browser fifteen million times for election yes, results like how do you how do you find time for that because the other stuff should already be no-brainers. Like, that shouldn't be what you're trying to find time for. That mm-hmm. should be what your entire day is already planned around. And so that that's what we're getting at right there. That's the main point. It's like your big rock when it comes to your faith. And I love the way that we, we, did, a, we did a series one time. Um, I believe we did it with our youth at church. I know we did it in uh, the young couple's uh, Sunday school class. Yeah. And it was basically, and it was Andy Stanley, and he was talking about basically this very thing. One of the things he was saying was it, if you take all the things that you do in a year 
and you were to add them up at the end, yeah, what do you really have? Because if all you have is random, random adds up to... Nothing. Nothing. It adds up to random. So all that time that you worked on your golf swing, all that time that you spent beating levels on Candy Crush, all that time that binge you watching spent Netflix. binge watching Netflix. That's my problem. At the end of a year, what do you have to show for it? Exactly, yeah. You know, it's like Mandalorian. Love it. I love watching The Mandalorian. It's a good show. But if I catch every single episode of The Mandalorian, what do I have to show for it at the end? Mm. It's like, okay, cool. I got something I can talk about with other people who maybe watch the show. But in the grand scheme of life, like, what have I added up? And which this really, which I know we're, we're more specifically talking about, like, the faith-based aspect of this. But, like, this changed the way that I worked. This changed the way that I went about, like, my work life, my work ethic. Because there were, I just, it was, I'm working eight and I'm to five. Nothing else, man. I'm gonna come home because I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna watch Netflix all night or to do whatever instead of coming home and mowing the grass or you know whatever the case may be. This changed the way that I looked at stuff like that because it was at the end of the year because I love watching Netflix and which don't get me wrong that's time that I get to spend with my wife and so that's a, that's a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah. My wife and I do the same thing. thing. We kind of enjoy sitting down and watching just a good relaxing show together because yes. you're close. You're getting the physical contact. I mean, it really does build a little bit of but relationship we had, at the we same time. We have realized but, that when we did that, like, oh, there's laundry to be done and the dishes need to be done and the yard outside needed to be mowed. And so instead of us sitting down and watching a TV show, she would go do dishes and laundry and I would mm -hmm. go outside, I'd work in the yard, I'd mow the grass or whatever the case may be. And you apply that to anything. Uh, but it, it really changed the way because I wanted, so at the end of the day, I wanted something that was tangible at the mm -hmm. end of the year, you know, I wanted something that I had looked look back on and say, man, the house looks good, the yard looks good, I worked hard this year, man, I mean, at work, I And have... even those have their place. Oh, yeah, when oh, yeah, bring, even those, I'm it not changes when you bring when you bring kids into the equation, <laughs> right? And so, again, a lot of our listeners are younger, you're, you're not married, or maybe you just got engaged, you just got married, don't have kids yet. When you bring kids into the equation, having the perfect yard, even shifts down the list mm -hmm. you know because all of a sudden i remember i'm you know i just i'm I'm raising kids not grass mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i don't care if my yard's perfect because in in 18 years what are they going to remember more oh man dad kept the yard perfect and or should... dad let us play and he did stuff with us in the yard yeah. you know what I mean and so here's a shifting of things here's another one of those aspects that you know it's you don't you want to work hard and but it is a life was not meant to be lived lazily right and and i mean that and i'm not just talking about a work aspect i'm talking right. about faith work Everything. marriage family you it it can get so easy to slow down and to want, and that's good and again if you're rest if you are a Jesus follower and you believe the creation account in Genesis, there was work from the beginning. But you like, just... It wasn't like... There was no laziness. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to kick back and... It literally had paradise, Garden of Eden, but it wasn't like, oh, we're going to kick back and drink mimosas and... And it's like, I hate... I don't... I do and I don't hate to be this guy. Like, I hate to say, like, 
just work harder. Like, just just work harder, you know? Because I, like, I don't necessarily, like, on the surface, like, that sounds so raw, but, like... Well, but I think it takes a dose of work harder, but then also smarter. Have your priorities in order. Yes, because it's just because I got so many, you know, so many friends that are just like, man, I've worked 12-hour days, I've worked a 16-hour shift, I'm so tired, you know? And it's like, that's true, and, like, that's terrible. But you... Which, for one, first of all, if your priority needs to be in order so that you can get the best efficiently work done, mm-hmm. okay? But at the same time, it's like, what is the level where it's, like, really, like, I'm just, what is, like, the level of exhaustion where it's just like, oh, man, I, I just, I can't do this anymore. I need sleep. I need whatever. Because yeah, you, you've got to push yourself to yeah. a point, you know? And that's you not do. just you work. That's, and, and get it appropriate. I mean, this is going to sound like, like an infomercial from a gym class or something, but like <laughs> you need sleep, you need rest too. Like here's the thing, because what we do is we'll binge watch Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever else, and we will lose sleep but that the we sleep, need. The sleep for the is next part day. of the priority. Exactly, the sleep is the part of the priority that people cut cut out. They sleep say, needs to be not not the biggest rock, but it probably needs to be a medium rock in between the big and the gravel. Yeah, because you've got to have your sleep, but and it, I hate I hate it for people because that that have so much that struggle giving up some of the things that they love doing like Netflix and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That, like that's my thing, man. Like I love watching Netflix and binge watching shows with my wife and whatnot. I love doing that, and I, I, which I do it way too much. Yeah, but that well, was the big cutout for like, me. It becomes it becomes a point where things just become habitual and they come easy, right. become easy to do. And when you sit back and you think about it, it's like I don't actually love that. Like there's a part of me that enjoys it, and it's easy, and it's relaxing. Just because it's relaxing, to a degree. it's a time filler. But then all of a sudden, you turn around, and it's like, oh, how relaxing really is it on the back end when you realize, oh, I didn't do these other things that are actually bigger exactly, priorities. Yeah. And so it's you're gonna feel pain either way. You're either gonna feel the pain of discipline on the front end of putting priorities in order, or you're gonna feel the pain of regret on the back end. And so, and which I know I'd rather, I'd rather. If I'm thinking about it logically and from a from a realistic sense, I'd rather have the pain of discipline on the front end than the pain. Oh yeah, of the rent. which I would too. Which I, and I know that we're like all over the place in a sense because and the reason why that being is because there's such a fine line between like I'm not working hard enough and I'm working too much, and not, not just with there work. Is. That I'm, it really I'm putting is it's too much time line. into you know my family or whatever it may be, and I'm not I'm not. I'm losing money, and I'm not. I don't have enough money to support my family because I'm mm-hmm. spending too much time with them. Like that's not a good. Like spending time with your family is so important. But like yeah. if it comes to the point where it's affecting, there's a time and a season. There's a time and a season. When it's it comes a, to the point where it's affecting, it's like there's a time for everything under the sun. Because and that's that's one of my other problems. Because when me and Fart Carrie first got together and we first got married, dude, man, it was like it was hard to wake up for work in the morning because <laughs> I'm sleeping in and I, it's. You know, I was spending so much time with her, and I'm, like, missing out on hours on work. And then it's, like, mm-hmm. I see the bank account starting to get drained and stuff. Because, like, all I want to do is spend right. time with her, you know, which which is a good thing. So our but... advice for that is, before you get married, put some back in savings so you can spend extra time with your <laughs> wife. <laughs> yes. And so, but what you, you get what I'm trying to say here. No, it's I totally just, get it's, it. Everything has their time and place. It's important because family is, like, a number one thing on a lot of people's lists. You know, mm-hmm. it's just man, I got to spend time with my family, my wife, my kids, whatever the ha- whatever it happens to be. There's a time and place for that too. You need to spend time with them. You need to do that. But at the same time, it comes to if it's affecting other areas of your your work life, you're not supporting your family because you're spending too much time with them. And 
and that can that branches over in any other aspect. I just use that example because that's usually a really important one to people. Yeah, and so we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll kind of give some something actually a little more concrete to tie it all together. Yes. All right, so we're back, and what we wanted to do, um, it's easy for us to ramble and just kind of get going on, you know, <laughs> anecdotes and various things, but we kind of want to give something a little concrete. Again, we're not experts. We haven't lived that much life, um, but what we have seen from um, Caleb's dad, my father-in-law, what we've seen from Greg, yeah. from Tina, from, from other people we respect in their faith walk and in life in general, one of the things we've seen is that really the issue of priorities and how do I fit everything in, it is a heart problem. Mm-hmm. And I say that from personal experience. Right, right. So when when I realized that, oh, Facebook, or I realized that Netflix, or I realized that whatever it is, it's getting in the way of things that matter, I have to step back and say, okay, that, that's a heart issue somewhere. And so um, Solomon, or the writer of this proverb, you know, he put it this way in Proverbs 4, 23, I think this really cuts um, right to the heart of it, no pun intended, I promise, um, that uh, he says, guard your heart above all else. And when he's talking about the heart, he's your soul, your mind, what are you taking in? What are you, what are you desiring in life? He says, for it's the source of life. You, everything that comes out of your heart, that's where life happens. And so when we talk about real faith, meaning real life and everything, it's heart issues mm-hmm. all on the way. I, I like the way that um, Tim Keller, he uh, started a church in New York years ago. Um, really, really great um, pastor, evangelist, um, apologist as far as like defending the faith and everything. One of the ways that he put it, I saw the other day, I love this. He says, what the heart trusts. And, and I think about that. Let me finish the quote first and then I'll kind of dissect it. What the heart trusts the mind justifies, hmm. yeah. the emotions desire, and the will carries out. Everything follows the heart. And I think it goes back to what the heart trusts. And there's so many things that we trust in that we don't realize that we are. We, we don't realize that we're sitting down in the evening trusting that Netflix is going to help us de-stress and deal with what happened uh, earlier that whole day. That's good. We're sitting down and we're looking and we're real, we're not realizing that I am actually that fear is actually just misplaced faith. Ooh. We're, we're not realizing that what I am so afraid of, I'm actually placing my faith in the fact that it can hurt me and harm me mm-hmm. and therefore I should fear it instead of placing our faith so much in God. Mm, that's deep. Man, you, you know, that's a lot. Occasionally lot. we dig up some gems. That's you know, it's all right. That's good. So what your heart is trusting in is how you will spend your priorities. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed because when you realize, when, because you start on that path of justification, so quickly, well, it's not a bad show. It's not like we're putting bad things in our mind by watching this, and it's with my wife. It's relaxing. We start justifying it so quickly. And just to add on to that, and which, and you continue on. Like, just nah, like, real, you go ahead, no, I just, man. Real quick, I just want to like, bib, this is biblically. This, this is not just quotes and sayings, okay, from smart people that know stuff about the about living life mm-hmm. and what. This is biblical, man. I mean, the God talks about the heart and the way that our heart controls us continuously throughout the gospel. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And when Jeremiah, I think I always think of Jeremiah when, when he's, like, he's like, you know, the basically the human heart is deceitful 
and wicked above all else. Exactly. And when, and when you <laughs> Who first, can understand when, it? When you had first read me that comment, the first thing that came to my mind was, and which just had, because I was just reading this the other day, was Matthew 12, when you know, where it says, you know, how can you speak good things when you're evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So and that's just, that is plain as day right there. My actions, my character, my, uh, my emotions, my feelings, anything that comes out of me mm-hmm. comes from my heart. Yes. What my heart is truly has, what my heart has faith in, what my heart has belief in, whatever my heart follows is going. The rest of my body, the rest of my actions are going to follow suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think to kind of give, um, because we want again, we want it to be real faith, real life, real conversations, but but something that's you can really apply. So mm-hmm. kind of, I, 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 we'll mention Andy Stanley a lot. We like Andy Stanley. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they always say there at North Point is we want to put some handles on that truth. Mm-hmm. So to put some handles on it, to make it easy to grab hold of and carry around and do something with, and one of the things, the first thing you got to do if you're going to set your priorities straight is be honest with yourself. Number one, be honest with yourself. What are you, What is your heart trusting in? This is, this is what happens when people get addicted to anything. Netflix, pornography, drugs, alcohol your heart is trusting in that that it is going to fill a need it is going to at least medicate and numb the pain of life in some way and so you got to have an honest conversation with yourself and god what god search me as david prayed search me know my anxious thoughts what is my heart actually trusting in because what your heart trusts in your mind will justify your mind will move towards so what will happen then is when you say okay I've been trusting in Netflix. Now all of a sudden I recognize my heart needs to trust in God's Word. So you're saying... Your mind will start justifying and finding ways to make that a priority. So you're saying that the, that if you were to if you were to kind of you know, put in a list or a step-by-step thing, you would say that your step one... You know what? One, Let's type it out as we go. You're, you, would say, <laughs> you would say your step one is I need to get, I need to get my heart aligned. I need to get mm-hmm. I need to get a heart alignment. I need to get my heart aligned with the things of God. Or I would say even um, I, I would say step one is, is beyond. It's almost like a tune up, like a checkup. Right. Okay. Like we're gonna I'm gonna bring my vehicle into the shop. You're gonna read the computer and say here's here's a diagnostic. Mm-hmm. So step one is diagnostic. Figure out. Be honest with yourself. Right. Okay. What are you trusting in? And then step two is you need to recalibrate. Right. You need to realign with God. So, so which I go. love that, and which I was, I didn't really intend to go to go this way with it. But uh, again, you know, I'm going to mention my group of guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever I had, it seemed like because the coronavirus had really put you know put some guys in a in a in a bad place. And oh yeah, I've been in a funk all year, away from their <laughs> faith, and so that's I'd why we had to do the podcast for own therapy. <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's therapy. And so, but I had text, I text our group message, which, you know, like I said, there's like 25, 27 guys in that group. And I text them, I was like, listen, guys, it's time to get serious. It's time to get real about our faith. If anybody is, if anybody wants to grow spiritually, if anybody wants to actually grow and deepen this, send me a private message on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Send me a private message. I'll put you in another group and we're going to, we're going to grow together. So I had, you know, out of those guys, I only had like five or six message me back. But out of those five or six, put them in a group message. That was the first thing that we had did. I said, hey, let's let's recalibrate. Let's yeah, yes. let's realign our focus with the things of God. And the and how we did that was, I said it was on a Sunday, and I said from this Sunday until next Sunday, for so for one week, I want you to cut cut out all secularism that's in your life. Now, and that in 
music, movies, you know, TV, mm-hmm. the things that you surround yourself with, social media, um, and not that you know. I love yeah, country 20, music. Twenty twenty is not the year for country music or Taylor Swift. I'm sorry if you if you like these things, Taylor Swift, all these things. Like you're just gonna cry. Yes. <laughs> like you're gonna find yourself well, in, that's, dark, and that's in a I, dark place. That's what I told him because I was like, I love country music. Country music, like a weak point for me, man. I love country music, and there's country music out there that's not bad. Like, oh, it, yeah. it's good to listen oh, to. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's fun. It's good. There's good music out there to listen to. But I said, even that, I said, just cut it out and replace it with Christian music. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, I'm not and saying I'm big it's bad, on, man. You remember from from all those years, listen, which Caleb had to listen to me way too much for you know for <laughs> him, but. Man, all those years in youth, man, what, what did we do? Everything, every application was, hey, do this for seven days. Yes. Do this yes. for a week. Do it for a week. Something that's tangible see, that you can visibly you. see, and, and you slowly build habits one day yeah, at and a that's, time. And that's probably where I got that from, honestly. It's one but day at a time. That's what I did. And so I said, you know, if you find yourself, you know, Netflix shows, man, there's some good Netflix shows out there that mm-hmm. are bad. I said, there are tons of Christian movies out there that you can watch. Yeah. So for one week, if you go home and you find yourself wanting to watch a movie... Watch a Christian movie. Watch something that has to do with the gospel. Watch a documentary on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. Don't watch a just a regular TV show. If you're in laying in bed and you find yourself scrolling on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, which I'm not saying it's bad to check it. You know, if you want to check it once or twice or whatever. No, there's so thing. much good that can come from, right. which we'll talk about in a future episode. Do, there's do so much thing, that can come from social media that's good. But if you find yourself scroll, laying in bed scrolling through it, click off of it. Pull your Bible app up and just read through your Bible, mm-hmm. you know. And so, in every aspect that you can, basically, the whole goal of it was just to fill your life with as much Jesus as you possibly could. And after Which that, is seven not even, days, we're not even saying like do it in a sustainable habit kind of way. Just a no, one week no. reset. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even almost like that. It was a hey, just for I know it's going to be hard, but just kind of like in the same time way you do dieting, you know what I mean? Because Sometimes yeah. the best way to do sometimes dieting, I have found, first. sometimes the best way I have found it is to do like, do a cheat meal on the weekends. Do a cheat meal on the weekends, on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it may be. That way, your Monday through Friday, you're so strict about it because you're like, if I'm super strict about mm-hmm. it, I get a good cheat meal at the end of yeah. the week. And it, and that makes it more sustainable to do. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way I looked at it. I was like, hey. Right. And I know we love to call things like that. We call it cheat meals or cheat days or whatever, but it. But again, it's just a setting of priorities. We're mm-hmm. saying a mm-hmm. little bit of junk food is perfectly fine. So it's but, really not going to hurt. That's, that's the you, only but, reason. But set your priorities in order. And yeah, and that's the only reason I even brought that up was just to say like that was recalibrating. You know, mm-hmm. however you want to do that. I have found, and I've done that many times. If I find myself in a rut or just yeah. you know whatever, like. I need to fill my life with as much Jesus as I possibly can. Absolutely. And I have found, for me, and I've, you know, for other people's, I've found that to be a really good way to recalibrate. Yes. Yeah, so, again, we're saying, step step one is, do the diagnostic. Be honest. Yes. Ask yourself, yes. what is my heart trusting in? Because whatever it trusts in, my mind will justify. And once I have justified it in my own mind, which is a, like, you are the easiest person in the world for you to lie to. Mm-hmm. For you, you to convince of anything. Yeah. And so you got to be honest with yourself. What, what am I heart trusting in? What am I trying to justify? Because whatever I justify, I will desire. I will become addicted to. My emotions will want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need to recalibrate. If that means for three days, five days, seven days, whatever, you cut certain things and put in 
extra good than what you would maybe do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. However, you need to recalibrate. And then the last thing I would say is <laughs> well, don't just, do it alone. Well, I think that the number two, I think it's really kind of funny that because like, in the definition that you kind of just described it at, it was honestly like a modern day fast. Like it was. That's like that is basically like fast. You might even yes. Go modern ahead, go day fasting one on one. Right. <laughs> that is like a fast. Um, but I just want to real quick. No, it is. It is. And. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about fasting someday because yeah. that's not... Fasting's awesome. Not dude, fasting is not a thing that we do often. Um, most people, especially people who are, you know, if you're not of a particular faith persuasion where fasting is brought up, you, you, hear, get... you hear fasting. The only thing you, you know about fasting is that some people do it for weightlifting mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, or you have to fast before you have blood work done. That's, yep. just, that's what you've heard of fasting. But we'll talk about that at some point, probably in a future episode, because but, it can, because it's not just fasting from food. It's a, it's a taking your mind off of the everyday that can clog your vision of Jesus for a spe- specified period of time. Right, and replacing that thing with... And replacing with, it with extra focus on resetting the priorities. Yes, yes. And that's what we're talking about, that recalibration. So you, and you then, can continue, sorry. And don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. That, that's my. That's the, the big thing I would say. Um, you know, we're going to be practicing what we preach here. Well, not that we're preaching, but whatever. You know, we're going to be doing. You get what I'm saying. We're going to be doing this ourselves mm-hmm. because man, work's getting crazy for both of us. Like, like just horrible right now. And it's really easy to to. Well, we used um, to steal time from family to be able to put in that extra work. It's easy to steal time. Well, from, if you if you remember at the end of the year, dude. I mean, you were. Every Thursday morning, we were meeting. Dude, yes, missed those days. We were we were meeting. We were we, back. Yeah, before so we, we went um, to work. And that's the thing. What your heart trusts in, your mind will justify. Yes. And your emotions will desire. We trusted in the fact that, you know what, iron sharpens iron, as, a, as one of the Proverbs says, is that iron sharpens iron. So we're, we were like, you know what, man, it's important for us. We're going to get together. And we, we made it a priority. We got together on Thursday mornings yes. as early as we had to. Yes, or some of the, and which that goes which, into that priority thing. It, I felt I felt really accomplished because we beat some of the old dudes into McDonald's, and that that goes <laughs> to the priority thing. It's like it was we didn't have at that time. It's not like that was just easy for us to do. We didn't have time to fit no, that no, it was schedule. hard. We woke up early and made that a priority to go to McDonald's at five thirty six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, before work and get together and just man, some of it was just dreaming about the future. Some of it was, hey, what's going on right now? And so that's why I say, don't do it alone. Make it make it a priority Absolutely. to walk with other believers through this process of reorienting yourself. Because again, you're the easiest person for you to lie to. Mm-hmm. And you need that pushback from other people. You need that sharpening. Sometimes it's a, hey, you know, Caleb, are you seeing anywhere in my life that I, I need to reorient some priorities because there may be things that you you can see from the outside because your emotions aren't tied up in it the way that mine are. Right. And so we made it a priority. So don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. At the very least, have you have, you need to find one other person. At the yeah. very least. If you can find a group, find a group. Reach out to us. Um, any way you can do it, mm-hmm. just don't do it alone. You know. And so to reorient those priorities, you got to be honest. You got to have the diagnostic recalibrate basically you're going to do a fast of all the other stuff that's bringing you down and mm-hmm. put in more jesus and then find somebody to do that with all right guys well just just to end on a good note with you guys give you something concrete that you guys can take home with you 
Um, life's crazy. Life's hard. Life gets busy, and, and it's not easy. You need somebody to be there with you to go through it. Mm-hmm. You you need to align your priorities. You need to figure out um, what is your niche. What is it that sets you that sets you apart? What is it that uh, makes you busy? What is it that what are more importantly what are the things that you include into your life that you should probably start with just excluding it and taking it out. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, so one of the ways you can do this um, is to, I, I read a book one time that they, they kind of told this parable about eating frogs. And the idea is that every day, and your goal that day, because typically these big things are stuff that we don't like to tackle first. We don't like to start the day out with these things because they tend to not be fun. But mm-hmm. some of those big priorities, it's like a frog, and you got to eat these frogs. And so... It's not fun to eat frogs unless you know you're into that. I don't know, but um, you got to eat the whole frog. If you don't, the next day, the frog from the day before has grown in size and it is bigger, and now you have the new frog from the current day, and you got to eat both. Oh, and so it's all about figuring out what your frog is for today, getting it taken care of, so that tomorrow you can tackle eating a new frog, and they're not growing in size. <laughs> um, yeah, I love so, that. right, yes. and it was great, and so. Um, Life advice, bro. So, right. So you again, be honest. Make a list, even if you have to. Write down the things on the left side that are distracting you that you probably need to cut, and then write down the big things on the right side of yes. your list that are what I, I you think, need to organize I think your life the around. Biggest takeaway, because we've all heard it. You know, when when somebody talks, starts talking about priorities and how to prioritize your faith and God and church, you know, everybody the first thing to do is well, put God number one. God's the first thing you gotta do. And I love the way that Chuck had put it. God is not just number one. God is not just our number one priority. God is our filter for our priorities. God is, that's the whole, just to kind of wrap it up with episode one, mm-hmm. that is what faith is. It's Christ God is living like the through pencil us. and the paper you're writing the other priorities with. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He is, he is how you manage your priorities. He is the one and with that, that includes, you know, making sure, yeah, and I would encourage you guys to make sure you guys are doing your, um, a good Bible study every day and make sure that you're in prayer and, and having that daily time with God because that's important. That's not just something, I know mm-hmm. that you hear it all the time, you know, from people in the church and whatnot, and they're just like, pray, 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 read your Bible. And I know it can sound repetitive. and sound repetitive and like almost too basic in elementary. Almost but... too basic, yeah, but like that's just... That's the moral of it, and you know. And so in next, fact, be on the lookout for episode three because that's probably what we're going to tackle in the episode. Yeah, it's, it's really some good practical study ways, tips, practical to ways to get into God's word and not be bored. Yes, and to stay focused while doing it because that's hard. I mean, it's it's not it easy. It can be. And so I think that that's a good way to bring this episode to a close. I think it's a good way to um, bring you guys into the next episode. So stay tuned with us. That's what episode three is going to be about. Episode three is coming up. Um, studying your Bible, getting the tips that you need to stay focused, to stay on track and making it a daily priority to get into God's word and be in his presence. So thank you guys for watching. This is Crosswalk where real faith meets real life. If you guys are watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so we can, uh, get more followers, get more uh, results for the YouTube mm-hmm. algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> and just so you don't miss it, you won't miss any of Yes, hit that, that bell. You'll hit know that every bell time so that a new episode goes live. When a new episode goes live. So thank you guys. Join us back here on the next episode for study tips and how to be more uh, in tune to God. So thank you guys.
Thanks for listening to the Crosswalk Podcast, where real faith meets real life. If you like today's episode and you'd like to find out more about us and watch more of our podcasts, you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Breaker Audio, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, Spotify, and soon-to-be iTunes. If you'd like to watch video as well as hear the audio, we're also available on YouTube where you can see our video podcast. And as always, we want to encourage you, hit that like button, subscribe, and maybe even that notification bell so you can find out when we drop new episodes. Absolutely. Thanks for watching, guys. Join us back next time.